Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. That cross, 
for a sinner like me. Father, I ask that you just hide me behind the cross. Father, I ask that you just use me one more time if you use I ask these things in the name and blood of Jesus. Amen. How many of y'all heard what happened over in the town about 21 miles from here last night? Satan came to town. Full fledged Satan came to town. And you say, oh, that's terrible. Oh, that Satan would just. We would just allow Satan to come into Tyler, Texas and just have a, a show. Well, Jesus has already prophesied this. Jesus has already told you that it was in the days of Noah. So is it going to be when the Son of Man comes back. Jesus has already promised you these things. In the book of 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians 2. 2 Thessalonians 2. We're going to start in verse 6. All right, let's go to verse 7. Uh, yeah, For so the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, the one that's holding back. The key to the, the, the satanic realm. Now, if you think it's bad right now, if you think it's if, if you think it's bad right here in Texas right now, if you think it's bad right here in the world right now, imagine what's going to happen when Jesus takes the Holy Spirit out, when Jesus takes the restrainer out, the one that's holding the devil back. Think about how bad it's going to get. He tells us. He doesn't he didn't let us think. He says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, when the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. All right. Even him who is coming at us the working of Satan with all powers and signs and mind and lying wonders, with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in the, in the period, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Remember, remember now, no, remember that. We're going to get back to that just in a minute. And for this, God called, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believeth not in the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from, from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. We've got to stand fast. Let's go to 2 Timothy. 3, 2 Timothy 3. And this is where we're going to get, we're going to cut down to the quick right here. 2 Timothy, verse chapter 3. This note also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, proud, blasphemers, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unkind, un, or unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of them that, those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Did you hear what he just said? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You know what he's saying there? Having a form of godliness. That means these people come at you, they tell you they're Christian. They tell you that they're, they're right with God. They're telling you they're walking with God, but they've got no power. They look like the devil. They walk like the devil, talk like the devil, act like the devil. From such, turn away. That's not asking. That's God telling you to turn away. If they're not walking with God, talking with God, acting with God, being with God. Turn away. That didn't cost you nothing. The rest of it is going to cost you a whole lot. You remember I told you about the book about Noah. Noah's ark. The word says that Noah built the ark for 120 years. He was a preacher of righteousness. That means he preached for 120 years. Building his boat. Now back then it had never rained before. The judgment of God had never fell before. They had no idea what the good judgment of God was going to be like. Can you imagine it? Look at that old preacher up there preaching righteousness. Preacher preaching, telling me that I'm supposed to live right, do right, act right, smell right, walk right, talk right. Well, it ain't never rained before. We ain't never seen the judgment of God before. I've got plenty of time to get right with God. And they did. They had 120 years to get right with God. But folks, you ain't got the very long, very far to look to see that this whole world getting into bad shape. As in the days of Noah. Look around us. Look around us. We've got every initial known demand in God. Just saying blasphemous things about the Holy Spirit, spitting and preaching the righteousness of faith. Here's the thing. Ain't nobody standing up. Ain't nobody walking the walk. Friends, you gotta walk the walk 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My uh, I, I'm not I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. I am not. I am N-O-T trying to say that we ain't going to lie anything. But we got blessed yesterday evening. We went to a restaurant. And as we do, <clears throat> we asked this little girl if she was first of all, she knew Jesus. She was a Christian. She said she did. And, uh, we asked her if there's anything to pray. If she needed anything to pray about. 
say anything out loud, but she said she needed prayer. She went and got her appetizers and brought them back. She said she had just talked to her mother. Her mother knew who we were because we had witnessed her mother. That's been a good what? Two months ago, we were brother? Two months ago that we witnessed this lady? And you said, Brother Don, you're, you're, you're pumping yourself up. No, I'm not. And you know what the sad part about that was? That we were the only ones that had been in that restaurant in two months that had asked that little girl to pray. And it, it, it comes so rare that the woman, her mama, knew who we were. Didn't have to think. When we go out to eat, you're supposed to be a Christian when you go out to eat. You're supposed to let the world see you. You're supposed to walk it, talk it, smell it. Eat it, drink it. And nobody had been in that restaurant to ask those people if they wanted to pray in at least a good two months. You mean to tell me that we are the only Christians that went in that restaurant? I promise you we're not. You want to know why Satan was allowed to come to Tyler? I'm not saying that we should one of our marks. But the presence of an almighty God should have been so real in Tyler, Texas, that when they drove up, they drove off. The devil should not feel comfortable in your house. The devil should not be, be, feel comfortable in your relationship. If you're in a relationship and they're not right with God, you need to cancel it. You need to get out of it. Now look, folks, we can walk, we can talk, we can do everything we can in this church house. But when we get out there, it's when we put the bell to the road, when we put the feet to the road. It's out there that the world's got to see us. It's out there. There is no fear of God in before their eyes. The Satanic Church that came down here from Dallas, Wherever they were, they should have been scared to death that the Holy Spirit was was so prevalent in Tyler, Texas. But they felt comfortable enough down here to come down here and invade our peaceful community. You know why? Because they want enough power to keep them out. You remember me telling you about? The restrainer, the Holy Spirit restraining. And this, is, this is what God said. This is what God said. God said, come out from among them and be ye separate. And this ain't nowhere near what the message that I had planned for. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. The world's got to see who we are. The world sit there and laughed at Noah for 120 years as he built that ark. They had never seen judgment before. But we see judgment. And we're fixing to see judgment in the United States like this United States has never seen. They're coming for you. They're coming for us. They're coming and there ain't one thing we can do. And that's to get right with God and stay right with God and pray. 
There's only one cure. There's only one hope. And that's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to say this ain't got nothing to do. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 16. 16, maybe. Ezekiel 16. Ezekiel 16. Starting in verse 49. Now again, you got to understand. Ezekiel is talking to God's people. God's chosen people. He's telling them what's fixing to happen. He's telling them. He's warning them. The Old Testament prophets warned them. They were there to warn them. The Old Testament, the prophet, God gives prophets when he's about to bring judgment. Look at Jeremiah. Look at Isaiah. Look at all the minor prophets who, who prophets do. Let's start in verse 46. As I live, saith the Lord, thy sister Sodom hath not done, nor has her daughters done as thou hast done. Y'all heard of Sodom? Anybody here ever heard of Sodom? What did God do to Sodom? He destroyed him. Now, if you listen to these words, remember, he's talking to national Israel. He's not talking to lost people. He's not talking to the damned that are already on their way to hell. He's talking to the apple of his eye. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sisters, thy sister Sodom. Number one, pride. Y'all been holding that a while, you can go on. Pride. Fullness of bread. Abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and were haughty and committed the abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. Again, God is not talking to lost people. God is talking to His chosen people. He said, He's telling Israel, this is in your sins. You're worse than Sodom. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, the ones that, that, that God destroyed? What was their first, what was their first great sin? Pride. Pride. We've dealt with pride on a number of occasions here. So I'll kind of slide and slide over that. We ain't going to count. We ain't going to hang on that one. We're going to get to a couple fullness of bread. But it don't take a whole lot to see that old Don, he's full of bread. He likes to eat. But that's not what he's talking about. The fullness of bread that he's talking about is being content. Contentment. You're full. You don't need anything. You don't have to pray down your next meal like the people in China. You don't have to pray down your next meal. You don't have to pray to be able to read the Bible. You don't have to pray to, to meet in a church. 
quote, our fullness. It's easy for us. It's easy for us to claim the title of Christian. Remember, the word Christ, Christian was first spoken of in Antioch. And it was not a good thing. They were called people of the way. They were ostracized. They were beaten. They were killed. They were sawn asunder. It, it costs something to be a Christian. It costs something to walk and talk and act like Christians. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose family. Abundance of violence was in her and her daughter. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. I'm going to talk to you just a little bit. I'm not talking about necessarily food. I'm talking about are we sensitive? Are we sensitive to our other people's needs? Are we ever looking around to see how we can help someone? Folks, we've seen miracles last week. Three to four. I'm talking about just straight up God miracle. Ain't no way to explain it other than the hand of God coming down. And I'm not necessarily talking to us because I've got a godly crowd and I thank y'all for it. I got a praying crowd and I thank y'all for it. We know we know the motto here is to pray one more time. But folks, this time is an end. As in the days of Noah were. As in the days of Noah were. We've got to be a Christian 24 7. Like I said, this was supposed to this, this was supposed to take off in Matthew 24, and we were going to go through an end time, end time prophecy and end time revelation, but that ain't where it wound up. Folks. And I say, I'm not necessarily talking to us, but I'm talking to people that, that are outside of this and in. Because we've got quite a few here. I don't know why, but anyway. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the We've got fishes and loads in back here. That we can be helpful. It's the same way as giving out the trash. It's the same way as giving out anything. You've got to look for an opportunity. There's folks out here that hurt that need food. And if they don't know about it, how are they going to know that they can come and get it? We get got hold up, we got to live in everything. We can we can we can help the needy. Is there any way we can help you? 
Is there any way? Is there anything I can pray for you about? Is there anything I can do? Any any way I can help you? Can I take you somewhere? Can I feed you? Anything. We've got these things. And they're laying around there. Just laying in those shells back there. Folks, one of the sins is to destroy Sodom. But not strengthening the hand of the needy. The next one, they were haughty. Means they were high-minded. Look at me. I go to First Baptist Church. I go to I go to the Methodist Church. I go to this church. I go to that church. Look at me. I'm a Christian. Look at me. I wear the shirt. I wear the tie. I wear the cap. But you live like the devil. And again, I'm not talking to y'all. Because y'all think of God and people out that I've ever met. And I tell everybody, brother, if you've got a need, you get a hold of our ladies in this church. Because they start their prayers in the morning since I'm in the neighborhood. And this one woman right over here knows that I fear, I fear if she ever start praying for me against me. She did once. I had to cut my hair. Jesus in you, 
If you can go out and you can live in sin, high, wide, and handsome, I wouldn't give half a hallelujah for your salvation. If you are what you was, then you ain't. If you can live any way you want to without the chastisement of God upon you, I'd be very scared. The Bible tells us that all, A-L-L, all those He loves, He chases. And you know what's wrong with the United States today? What's wrong with America today? One of the great things is nobody chastises their young. It might hurt their feelings. Well, my mom and daddy hurt my feelings an awful lot. But I was raised with respect and dignity. Like I said, we've got today. We've got today. We don't know if God's fixed to close the door. We don't know when God's fixing to pull the Holy Spirit out. And I want to ask you. Yeah, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm not asking you to do anything like that. But I want you to ask yourself. Do you have people in your life that needs Jesus? Do you know someone that needs Jesus? Do you know someone that needs to live closer to the Lord? Today is all we got. But when the Lord pulls the Holy Spirit out, it's going to get real bad real quick. <clears throat> we ain't seen nothing yet. So today, today is the day of salvation. Today, we need to find out. We need to pray. Pray a little bit more. What's, what's, the, what's our saying of our church? Pray one more time. Pray one more time. Now I'm here to tell you folks, when we start praying one more time, when we start praying, when we start getting right, when we start doing these things, when we start helping the needy out, when we when we when we start witnessing, when we start helping, when we start giving food out, when we start doing things like that, the devil's coming at you. And the devil's coming to steal you Jesus. The devil's coming to make you Doubt anything he can. The devil's going to use those nearest and dearest to you. The devil's going to use what he knows your weakness is. See, he's been around a long time. He knows what all our weaknesses are. And he uses them on us. Man is my kids. God knows how to use my kids. I've got kids. I love them to death with all my heart, but they just don't bother me. But God gives them. God gives them for a reason. Number one, to humble me. And number two, to keep me close to Him in prayer. Look, folks, it's about this. Like I said, today. Three weeks ago, the Catholics, the Muslims, and somebody else joined up 
the biggest of money. For the Abrahamic gods. To where people of all faiths can come and worship. And they say that we worship one God. We all worship one God. No, we don't. We say that, that there's all many ways into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me, or cometh unto me but my father. Jesus said, I am the one. He didn't say nothing about Muhammad. He didn't, he didn't say nothing about Allah. He didn't say nothing about Confucius. Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes to the Father of I don't care what celebrity told you that there's many ways. I don't care what Oprah Winfrey said. And yeah, I said it. I know she's many of y'all of God. I don't care what she says. There's only one way. And that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Look, folks, it's as simple as this. Jesus came, lived a sinless life. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus rose the third day. Jesus ascended into heaven. Jesus gave the captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And that gift of men that he's talking about is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit provides you are sealed. S-E-A-L-E-D. Sealed unto the redemption. Your last black movie one time. Mr. Movie. Do you believe that you can get saved and sin all you want to? Dwight L. Moody said, that's exactly but when you get saved, you sense you want to be changed. Did you want to be changed? Did you want to be changed? Look, folks, the hour is dark. The hour is dark. There ain't enough Holy Spirit conviction in the United States to keep the devil out of Tyler, Texas. And if you think he's not many other Texas, you're standing in this Texas. You know what's holding you back? The Holy Spirit. You know who the Holy Spirit lives in? Me. So that means when God calls us all home, when he takes the Holy Spirit out, just like he did when he seals the ark. I told y'all to remember Noah's Ark. The Noah had preached for 120 years. One more time, he preached. He built. He preached. And all those people. Well, he he's been preaching now for 100 years. Miss Renee, he's been preaching now for over 100 years, and we ain't seen nothing in this boy. We'll get saved. And we got plenty of time. Got 100 years, 120 years. We got plenty of time to do this Jesus thing. You remember what, what, uh, Jesus, uh, Agrippa? Was it Jackson? Yes, sir. Who told Paul almost that I was supposed to be Christian? Cornelius. 
meaning Caesar's mm -hmm. applicable all of the way. Caesar's applicable because that was all of their titles. Uh, all of them, he was persuaded to become a Christian. All of them. All of them. How many people in your life can say, are going to be standing there on that day and say, you almost, almost persuaded me. Almost. Agrippa. Agrippa. Thank you, Jackson. Agrippa. Told Paul. Paul almost, he almost persuaded me to be a Christian. I believe Paul went on crying. Folks, there's a world out there that's going to stand up and say, almost, he almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost. Folks, almost over the council before she was hanging out.